plenty of decks don't get to draw three cards for one mana. Well, I mean, all the good ones do. Hi, I'm Jake. And I'm Matt. And we are Cantrip Cartel. Nope, ain't got nothing yet. How you doing today, Matt? Oh, doing all right. Had an actually decent day at work today. Just enough to kind of like keep me busy so I wasn't just sitting around. And, uh, but not enough to like actually make me stressed or have yep. to actually work hard or anything like that. Just enough. Yes. Nice steady pace. Uh, had a bunch of returns to take uh, to one of the shops and they hate that. So like. Yeah. The, uh. Guy, the guy at the shop was just like, fucking really, dude? I was like, not my fault, bud. I'm literally just the guy who brings them from point A to point B. I have yep. no control over this situation at all. Uh, this, they got, I put them on my truck and I drive them over here. Dude, you must have been busy today because they made us be parts runners. Oh, did they? You yeah, guys... we got put on a call to help somebody in Brookston because he needed an air compressor. No, I was. I wouldn't say I was busy. I did go to Delphi. You must have just been. I'm sure just, you guys are both timing. just on call and yep. he needed an air compressor to do a... He was doing a leak check on a propane tank. Oh, that's what you were doing when we got back. You were bringing that compressor out. Yes. Gotcha. Yep. Yay. Because <laughs> you have to shop talk. You have to pressurize the system. Mm -hmm. If someone has a gas system, I can't. I to find out where there's no pressure, so I have to put pressure into the system so I can then start start squirting all the fittings to see if they're bubbling. Yeah. Just like a tire. Yep. Just like you check a tire. So we had to head back, grab the air compressor, run it up. But yeah. Other than that. uh Playing Final Fantasy XI. Um, Actually playing some. We're, we're going we're, we're to move through a little quicker. because yeah, uh, I've got plans tonight to play some Final Fantasy XI. Matt's with, got a uh, date. Two of our patrons, uh, Ashley and CJ. Well, I don't know if CJ will be there tonight, but uh, Ashley will be. Uh, CJ started playing as well. Uh, he had actually played it way back in the day. Yeah. Um, so he hopped on and we were leveling and whatnot. And we got I got him kind of set up so he could like, like the first hour... You could really use some help because yeah. there's some like the game's kind of archaic and like yep, it doesn't remember. give you much of a tutorial other than like a cutscene and like, hey, welcome to Bastok. And then it kicks you off the boat. Yeah. <laughs> so, Matt, we both know you play the long con. Did you or did you not start a podcast just so you could get some people to play Final Fantasy XI with? That would be great. Um, I didn't do it with that in mind. Okay. If it ends up that way that I end up. I, the funny thing is, so in that in the game, the guilds are called link shells, and I thought about grabbing our uh, cantrip cartel as a link shell just to reserve the name in case that in case I ever started one or whatever. Oh yeah, just so we could have the cantrip cartel link shell. Yeah. Um, hey, it rhymes. Yep. So been playing that. Uh, still working on my grind. I'm slowly progressing through what's called sortie, which is this like dungeon thing that has like a bunch of objectives you have they're hidden objectives but people have been running it for months so like they know what the objectives are so i just look them up um and as you get them as you complete them you get more currency you can buy better gear stuff like that so working on that grind still saving as much money as i can to get that 140 million yep. gill belt so yep, chasing i'm 10 percent of the way there <laughs> jesus <laughs> hey so, goals it's all about yeah goals. well and, and that's what the game the the trick is to not look at it as like a sprint, it's a marathon. Yep. So it's just hey, like I only need to get four more ARs gold in uh Call of Duty before I can work on getting the one gun I want platinum. Hey, there you go. Yep. So that'd only be another three or four months of work. So yeah, I just keep and I look at it like I try to like get it to the point where I know about how many how much gill I make a week, just doing like the set stuff. Yeah. So like 
there's an event that makes some money and between my two characters with that, I can make about 4 million gil a week. And then you combine that with some other stuff. And I'm probably looking at like easily 10 million a week without like doing anything like outside the norm, like hitting yeah. it hard, just kind of like my normal routine yep. of playing the game. I make about so, 10 million gil a week. Are you losing any, or is that just straight profit? Are you like, That's, does that count what you lose? No, I don't. I not really like there's there's a few things so like teleporting costs 100 gil a time like basically negligible yeah. amounts of money but um as far as this goes i don't really have i don't really have a ton of outgoing stuff none of the stuff i'm doing has input costs uh -huh. so i'm not like crafting where i need to buy materials and then i have a a gross and a net that i have to worry about this is all like do events get a reward and that reward is worth x amount of money okay. so my input is just my time so it's just a matter of the funny thing is I don't do it. I never have, but you can buy currency. Yeah, that's what you said. And like I've looked at it just to see how much it costs. And it's like a million gil is like a dollar or something. Like it's super cheap. And yep. you're just like, it'll take me an hour to earn a million gil. And you could spend fucking three dollars and buy it. And I'm just like, uh, but it's it's bannable, and there's no way in hell I'm going to risk yeah my it's permabands it's permaband like your character's just gone yeah and this is the character i've been playing since 2006 so yep. like that's just not an option for me because i've like i've known other people who have and whatnot and like it's always especially lately i'm just like my answer is i would buy it when i am if i get to the point where it's like i will never play this game unless i start buying gill then that's when i would buy it yeah because at that point it's like i'm done with the game otherwise but it's just like I'm not going to risk my account that I've had for 16 years yeah. to just get some to, to, to save just you be, a few weeks to not play the game because that's not, effectively what you're well, doing. Well, let's not just say that it's not not to play the boring parts of the game. Yeah, it's not, it's not like you're not playing the game. Yeah, you're not playing the boring parts to but some you, degree. But you are willing to play the boring parts yeah. to play the fun parts. And like some of it, like I just look at it like like. For example, one of the things I was doing is like, because you have a bunch of different classes, I just try to use some of the other stuff, the other classes, the other jobs to do that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So like I'm progressing on multiple axes rather than just like beating my head against the wall trying to make yeah. money. So well, that makes sense. That's almost exactly the same way I play Call of Duty. Like I'll spend a week or two or maybe a couple weeks working on just getting gold skins and then it's like okay i need to like I take a couple weeks of mental refresh and then i play the gun i play some fun guns and just have a good time oh same thing yeah. so i try to mix that up as much as i can like i want to be that was one of the things that old school final fantasy 11 kind of sucked at was like you could be doing you could be moving on one track at a time like you could change tracks relatively easily, but you'd be one track. I'm either making yeah. money or I'm getting XP or I'm progressing in my missions yeah. or I'm doing in-game content. Can't switch. There's not a ton of overlap. Mm, yeah, and so like I when I started playing WoW, I was amazed because I'm like, I'm leveling up and I'm making money at the same time. Oh, you get, yeah. You get to double dip. <laughs> I get to double dip. I've never got to do that before. Gotcha. It was always I'm either foregoing XP for money yep. or foregoing money for XP. So yeah. And that's a lot of that has changed as basically what I'm getting at. Like you can progress in multiple different ways at the gotcha. same time. So, so yeah, that's what I've been doing. I've been working a lot. Yep. So you know, obviously this is, I'm going to train this up tonight, but we're obviously a day late to everyone listening. Super sorry about that. Um, 
you know, we talked about as soon as I quit working in indie, this is going to be a lot easier to record. And the fact of the matter, it is because I do my days are in a sense longer because I spend less time driving. But what I did not realize is uh, two things. One is there's a lot of work to do at our company, and we are even before me and the other new guy have come in, which we're not even incredibly helpful yet. We're still learning. Uh, I think woefully understaffed for the amount of work that this industry has for us. Uh, we seem to be very popular in our area. And two, um, I got very fat and lazy over three and a half months of not really working. So I work less or, uh, you know, it's I'm spending less time working overall because I had 11 hour days, we'll say. Yeah. But they were very low intensity. Mm-hmm. These was, days are. A lot of it was driving to and from and, and then just dicking around in class. Sitting in school. Yeah. Uh, and now these days are, they're not like the highest intensity. I'm not out digging holes in the side of the road. But it's a lot harder. Moving these machines around, running the cables, a lot of working on my knees, working on my back. Uh-huh. Well, you're actually working I as opposed to sitting in class. Yes. Yes. Actually working, actually getting things done. Yeah. And so like a lot of days I get home, I'm tired. So like yesterday, we were supposed to record yesterday. We're recording on Thursday now. I'll be, rec- I'll be posting it tonight. But I got home and Matt was like, I was like, hey, Matt, I can't. I don't have the energy to drive back to your house. We can record, you know, remotely. It's fine. And he said, sure, I'll let you know when I'm ready to record. And then my wife had to wake me up because my phone kept buzzing because <laughs> I just fallen asleep. Yeah. And that's why I, I texted you. I was like, dude, I can't. I woke up and even like 15 minutes after, I don't have the energy. And what would have happened? We could have recorded. It would have been a dog shit episode. I wouldn't have said anything. I wouldn't have had any opinions. And so I put a message on our Discord just saying, like, there's no point in recording a shitty episode. Let's just be a day late and record a good episode. And then going forward, realistically, this is this is probably going to happen somewhat more often. We had about a year, year and a half. We were pretty consistent. We were Thursday or bust for about a year and a half. Um, there's going to be days like, for example, on Tuesday, I was out of work until 7.30, doing running pipes and running drain machines through pipes and repiping something and working on something else. So it's going to be a little more where like we're, we're probably going to have to just push it back a day more often. I think we'll still try and get an episode out every week. And that seems very feasible, but it's going to happen a little more often that we're like, hey, guys, you know, we're going to have it out on Friday, not on Thursday. But that's what's going to happen. That's basically all I've been yep. doing. Uh, I played a little bit of COD last night. Uh, I did play a little bit of COD. I didn't, have to, I didn't have the energy to record, but I did have the energy to yell at Every people. Every time COD. somebody says they played a little COD, I just imagine a bunch of soldiers run, running around with fishing in their hands. I'm just like, hey. And they're just like. Bah. <laughs> yeah, no one can see that, Matt. Yep. I know. In, insert fish, fish noise. Yeah, the little fish when they open their mouth. That but, kind of thing. Um, I did play a little bit of Call of Duty. I did do. I did have some fun with some of the guys. You know, we all. It's kind of funny. We all get on to play Call of Duty, and we're all the exact same. We're just beat. We're so tired. The company we work for has been hiring very aggressively, and they need us. Holy crap, do they need us? Yep. But there's only so quickly you can train a plumber. Well, yeah, and it's well, the 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 company cares about giving a quality product, and the way you immediately don't give a quality product is you take someone that doesn't know what they're doing and you say go figure it out. So instead, they spend a long time training us. I mean, uh, Noah and I, the guys that are working up here, we're going to go through, a, what, four months in school, let's say three three months in school, a month in training, half of, we're going for a five, six-month training period before we're on our own. Mm-hmm. That's insane. Six months of training. Now, it's a very difficult field, but six months of training is a lot. But yeah, I haven't really done much. I've been incredibly sick. You can probably hear it. Uh, this weekend, I did not leave the house. I almost didn't leave the bed. Luckily, no like vomit or diarrhea, but just like body aches, muscle cramps, uh, coughing, hacking, tired, no energy. So I went to bed on Saturday at like 7 or 8 p.m. I fell asleep on the couch and we went to bed. 
Um, and then with a little bit of waking up here and there, and I, you know, I did maybe spend maybe spend like an hour up. Other than that, I slept until 6 p.m. the next day. Nice. And then I was tired again at 9 p.m. and mm-hmm. went to bed. And then this week has been just atrocious. Been out working my butt off. It's been basically what happened was I went out Monday and I felt like garbaggio. And then I went out, but I went, then I felt better on Tuesday because I didn't really do anything on Monday. So I worked my ass off on Tuesday. Then I went out Wednesday and felt like garbaggio. So I didn't work very much. Went out today, felt good today. And so we'll see how tomorrow yep. is. I didn't have to work too hard today, luckily. But yeah, we're fighting the good fight. We're, we're powering through, but, um, do you get a three-day weekend for your birthday? Because I do. Mine falls on a Sunday next year. I don't year. think so. And so I get them following Monday off. It's pretty sweet. I am. Yeah, our company gives you your birthday off for free, which is pretty nice. Paid. Yeah, yeah and paid. Yeah. yeah. I know. And it's not even an option. Like, they don't let you work on your birthday. Yeah, either it's paid or it's not. But yeah, yeah. you don't work. Yep. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. But um, that's all I've got, really. Is I've been pretty boring lately. That's what I mean, just been working. We're working a lot. My wife did quit her job, and... Uh, the place she wants to work at uh, gave her a tentative offer for a couple months. And they basically said, you know, actually what happened was, they said, hey, maybe don't quit right now. Wait a couple months. We'll have a position. We'll, we'll, be, we'll be more ready for position in a few months. And my wife said, well, I'm quitting no matter what, and we'll figure it out. And that's why we've done this whole thing. Like, we'll just, we'll survive. Well, she's worked like two or three days this week already. She's working tomorrow and Saturday mm-hmm. for this guy as, a, as a, basically a temp. But like... He's already working the crap out of her. He's yeah. made her a pseudo offer already kind of above what she was thinking anyway. And I was like, I've told her because this is what's happening is it's a dude and he's partnered with, I think, one or two other people. There's a, there's a group of them that are partnered and they run a bunch of funeral homes. And so like this guy runs like two or three of them primarily. And they are all worked to freaking death. They have no time for anything. And that's why they're like, maybe we need to just hire someone to take some work off our shoulders. Mm-hmm. So I told Sarah. You're going to work for this guy for the next three months, waiting for that legit position to come up, which may never, but let's say it does. That dude will pay any amount of money to keep you. When he realizes how easy his life can be compared to what it was having you on staff, he will pay any amount of money to keep you. Yep. And she wants to work there. It's a good location. Uh, so far, the work environment seems good. Obviously, that could change, but yeah, going forward, assuming it's going to be great, like... She's going to be set up. I mean, one, we were worried about not making money. She's already making a crap ton of money just working the working the pickup shifts here and there. And then, two, she's going to have a really good bargaining chip going forward where it's like, hey, you know how you haven't hated your life for the last three months? We can just keep doing that if you want. Right. Or I can go down the road to the next guy. Right. So that's all going well with her. Other than she's been sick as a dog, she's about she's been a lagging from behind me for about three mm-hmm. days. On but I've been sick twice in the last two months, and so she's been she's been sick as a dog. But luckily, she's working very little, so she gets to sit at home and be sick as a dog. That's good. But Matt's giving me the Matt's giving me the eye roll. Let's get moving. Nope. We were supposed to have a short episode, and we got fifteen minutes of intro again. Eh, it's so, not forty minutes of intro. Yeah. So <laughs> so on to our patrons. Uh, this list keeps growing, guys, and. First off, thank you. I was every week, every other week. Once we, it's humbling, so humbling, and it's we're so appreciative that more and more people enjoy listening to us and want to help support us and and stand behind what we what we do and what we make. So thank you very much. I really appreciate it. I I think Matt and I take great pride in being a very real podcast, very real people, and we really mean thank you. And I don't. We're not going to no details at all. There is potentially more coming down the. Oh my God, we're becoming one of those podcasts. Nope. Our our patrons already know. Yeah, the patrons do know. Yeah, and it's, yep. There's there there could but, potentially be more content in the universe yep. from us. 
though. We try in the coming in the coming, let's say six months. Yeah. But uh, more importantly, right now, thank you to Emperor who puts our stuff on Reddit every single week and is kind of our in-house modern guru. I know a bit about modern. I follow it quite closely, but he's been in the weeds for a long time, and he he calls me on my bullshit and, and helps give us good things to bat around, which has been really helpful with Mono Wolf, who's been picking up into modern and legacy yep. right now, some new decks. I've been going, uh, talking a lot talking about a lot on yep. the Discord about getting Mono Wolf up yep. and running on a hammer time. Exactly. Yep. Uh, we got Ramblin' Rogue, Ashley, Eric. We got Mono Wolf, uh, Ethan, CJ, Nate, Jameson, our new patron from two weeks ago, from last week, Asphalt, and then two new patrons, Ted from Sweden. So thank you. Yep. That's super cool. We're international rock stars. We are. We're international. We're super international. Actually, I've seen our. I've seen our stats. Yeah, we're our breakdowns are. We're super international yep, and popular. Mumble Down, who is our most recent patron, just from like the other day. So thank you all very much. Yeah, welcome if, to the new guys. Yep, welcome to all the new guys. Thank you for joining the Patreon, or and and thank you for hopping on the Discord. Mumble down. I did send you an email. If you're listening, uh, if you didn't get it, or something's wrong, please email us at cantripcartel at gmail.com. I I want to help you. If you want to be a part of the Discord, if not, that's totally cool. It's optional. If you want to be a part of the Cool Kids Club, if you want to join the cartel, become a member, patreon.com forward slash cantripcartel. We have all the tiers down for, uh, from $1 up to 50 with all kinds of fun stuff in there. Tons of membership perks, tons of gear we can get you. Uh, we'd love to have you. And Just be careful which cartel you join. Just be, <laughs> make sure it's cantrip. the cantrip. Cartel. Yes. Yeah. But thank you guys so much for joining. Uh, and Matt, I think that's all I've got. How's Legacy looking? So at least on the numbers, it looks fantastic this Sunday. Um, I know obviously this challenge was it, it's Thursday and we normally talk about it, you know. Yeah, we're uh, a little behind. We're I get a little it. behind. But um this is the first time I think since we've done this where we have eight actual unique decks in the top eight. I'm sorry I wasn't done. I want to say one more thing. Sure. We are seeing record levels of listenership. Thank you for that as well. Yeah. And well a lot of that, if we want to just rewind for a second, a lot of that boils down to people sharing the uh content and that's the yes. that's the even outside of joining Patreon, that is the biggest thing you could possibly do to help. Yep. Is just share the content on any of the platforms yep. you're on. Doesn't tell, matter what it just is. Just tell somebody. Yep. And, well, giving likes, giving thumbs up, giving five stars helps a ton. That gives us the algorithm so we get recommended. And then just, because uh, I was talking, I asked uh, I asked Ted, how'd you hear about us? And he said he thinks it was just Spotify recommended him. So we've kind of broken through the tier of like Spotify is telling people about us. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like... Telling a friend, at, you know, telling a buddy at the card shop to check us out, putting on your Facebook, putting on your Twitter. If there's a funny moment or a cool episode, sharing it and being like, hey, check this out. These guys are cool. That's one of the biggest ways you can help us grow immensely quickly. This stuff, this stuff very much steamrolls. Like once you have a group, that group then, well, you know, yeah. it grows Snow and doubles balls. and then... What did I say? You said steamrolls. You meant snowballs. Oh, sorry. Yeah, it's snowballs. Hey, steamroll. It also steamrolls. It steam also steamrolls. It also steamrolls, <laughs> but it's snowballs. And then, yeah. yeah. So as you get the, a larger group that tells all their friends, it gets insane. But again, thank you very much. Sorry. How's Legacy looking? Yeah. Like I said, Legacy's looking great. Um, the uh, mono white lists, they're still they're still around for sure. Uh, they did not, no mono white uh, initiative deck top aided on this particular challenge. Um, the one thing I did want to, bring up just as a uh, little data point because that's one of the things. So one of the good things about the way we handle this is we look at the same event every week. Yeah. That's good when you're comparing apples to apples because there are other variables, right? And it eliminates some variables. Yes. One of the things it doesn't do is it doesn't cast a very wide net. So like this particular event, 
we won't even be talking about that mono white initiative deck, even though it is the biggest thing that's currently happening in Legacy. Yeah. It's... So I do want to bring up the fact the other they do legacy uh, legacy preliminary preliminaries. Yeah. And the two that are visible here, there's uh the first one that happened on twelve six, uh mono white one, and it got fifth place as well with two elves in there. And then there was another one where it got two of the top five as well. Yep. So like this well, deck is still very much around. And then even in this challenge, you were saying because it's not labeled as anything yet, so it made it into the other category. Yeah. And uh, there's still like six or seven copies in this yes, challenge, which would make it the most popular deck in this top thirty-two. Yes, correct. If it if it had been labeled separately, so yes. it's I mean it's not in the top eight. It didn't make it this week, but it's still hyper relevant. Yes. It got tenth and eleventh, and that's our uh, that's actually one of the cool things about this. So you have to go to the top ten decks are all different decks. So the ninth is a uh, reanimator, and then tenth you have uh, the initiative deck, uh, mono white stompy, but it's got like the red chaos cave guy, yep. and then like some uh, mind break traps or whatever in the side archive, whatever yeah, sure, that is. Whatever. So like it's listed as a Jeskai deck, but it's that it's, it's that mono white deck, yeah. Um, so I didn't want to leave the elephant in the room unaddressed. Yep. Where it's like, we're not going to be talking about that deck in this particular top eight, but it is still very much around. I was reading the Reddit comments about this top eight. The guy who won, who won with blue red, and we'll talk about that in a second, uh, Spiral Prince. He said he, in the first five, I think he, in like the initial rounds, he played five uh, white stompy decks hmm. in like his run. He, he really had so to So it's everywhere. It. Yep. Um, he's of the opinion that... Uh, Blue Red still has a decent matchup against it. Yep. Uh, his at least anecdotal evidence seems to point to that. If hey, he if he won I'm, this challenge, it's fine if it has a decent matchup. It obviously yeah. doesn't steamroll it, and it's it's obviously putting pressure on Blue Red Delver that it wasn't experiencing before. Even yeah. if it even if all it does is put pressure on its sideboard. Yep. Like, well, what I'm wondering is if people playing Blue Red Delver have just switched to Stompy. Possibly. Where they just like, well, this is probably better against the field. They're, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, maybe. They're because and. All of those things can be true at once. Where like, yeah. What's what's likely is it's probably some of each of those things. Correct. That's almost certainly what it is. Where some Delver players were playing. I mean, a lot of it. I've, I bet you there's a decent number of Delver players who were playing Delver, not because they like Delver, but because it's the best deck in the format. Yes. And they're like, well, now that there's even another deck that's an option, I want to play that. And heck, I guarantee a lot of it's just the fact of the matter is it's a new deck. And people yeah. just, uh, you're talking about oh, legacy gosh. players who are used to seeing, especially lately, the same five to 10 decks over and over and over and over. You've got 25 years of 30 years of magic history and you got the same 10 decks. Yep. And they're like, hey, something new. Something new. So, especially in the world of rentals that we have, where yeah. you can pick a deck up for basically nothing. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. So, we're kind of doing the outro for legacy beforehand. <laughs> yeah, kind of. But that's one of the things I did want to address is this deck is still around. Um, Obviously, it's still very successful. Obviously, it won some, I forget what the tournament was called, but it won a pretty major event over the weekend. Uh, some like legacy, I'm horrible with tournament names, yeah. but some legacy event, like sure. big one. Um, so yeah, still around, still very popular, still very good. We just won't be talking about any particular list this week. Uh, but we will spend a little bit of time looking at Blue Red Delver because it won, like I said, by Spiral Prince. Um, I'm not going to spend a ton of time on it because there's not really anything to talk about. No, there is not. So you got one force of negation instead of, I think, typically speaking, there's two. Yeah. You got an unholy heat instead of the second pyroblast, which we've discussed is more than likely a uh, 
symptom of the white decks coming around. Unholy Heat, obviously, is much better than Pyroblast against those decks. Yep. Um, this is a Tropical Island Minskin Boo side. Yeah. So you do have that uh, have angle of literally, attack. Literally one source of green mana in the side and then two Minskin Boos. Yep. It also does get you a Submerge as well, which is relevant. Uh, the One of the cool cards in here is Unchained Berserker. So it's a two mana one one with protection from white and it gets plus two plus oh as long as it's attacking. So you're just going to sit here and block their initiative crap all day and then either block it or take be able to take it back because it yeah. can't be blocked. So decent uh, sideboard tech there. There's two of them. So they were kind of, yep. he was kind of called that. I um, mean, the initiative gets a lot worse when you only get it once a turn versus twice. Yeah, absolutely. And that, and that card is actually pretty good once you've had the initiative because yeah. you take it, you do your, uh, you get your basic or whatever, and uh, then you give that that dude plus two plus two with the yeah. counters, so and now, now all a of a sudden four. he's a uh, he'd be a five four when he's attacking. Yeah, swinging in with a five four, so, so you, you have a baby Merktide. You have a baby Merktide yep. with protection from their whole deck. Yeah, and importantly, protection from all their removal. Oh, that's so not true, only yeah. is it an unblockable, fantastic it's blocker, true name nemesis. It's basically true name nemesis. Yeah. So. That's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a really interesting. That's really interesting sideboard tech. That does really warrant the two of them, especially like with, he, with him saying where he's got. Uh, he played five times. Yeah, that's a game changer card when you can bring it in from the sideboard. Blue Red Delver is so good at finding those cards, those sideboard cards in their deck. Yep. I also suspect that the price of progress is in for that matchup as well, as we discussed last week. That deck has what three planes in it? Yep. <laughs> There's almost no it's got not, uh, it no has basics. Four ancient tombs as well. Like, yeah, so that you deck can bleeds really, itself fast. Yeah, it's really taxing its own life total. Yes. and there's going to be a lot of games where you cast Price of Progress and dome them for eight. Yep, like that's not going to be uncommon at all. And especially if you're talking about initiative, you can actually use the, your initiative. Now, to be fair, they'll also probably have at least one planes out because of that initiative thing. Yep, but you'll have an island out too. So it allows you to fetch a little. It allows more. you to fetch the island from that because if I remember correctly, the it gets it and puts it into your hand, right? Yes. So that's another. I mean, in a brainstorm deck, draws that's card. another card. Yeah, it just draws that, a card. It just draws a card. That's a um another little interaction to uh um talk about there. The one thing our Discord members did talk about last week, we were talking about that Amaria's call. Yes. And something I did not think of. The one thing that the the like. Extra few percentage points we were talking about was it's a land that pitches to Chrome Mox. Yes, and you that can is put it huge. underneath the Chrome Mox, to make, and it produces white to make a second planes this turn. Yeah, so that was the thing we were we were yep. overlooking. That's exactly what we were so, missing. Thanks to this cord there, um, and then in second place I will do second place. Uh, so Spiral Prince won, and then Reed Duke got in second place with Elves. And, well, of course, you'll do second place when it's Elves. Oh fuck yeah! <laughs> Especially when it's Reed Duke. <laughs> So, uh, this is your typical glimpse elves. So, so new stock elves is out. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Did you see on on Discord? Uh, Side Norn had talked about the new stock mm-hmm. elves, and I was like, I want you guys to know that this banter has legitimately added a lot of joy to my life. Oh yeah, it's it's just on our Discord. It's it's basically we have our own we have our own meme within our little group. Yep. So that's kind of nice. Um, but yeah, this list is a much more traditional list. It does have one leaf crown visionary in it. Um, it looks like they've, there's a couple cards that have popped. They've reduced a couple. There's only three Quarian Rangers, uh, and three heritage druids. So one of those was the leaf crown visionary. Um, and it looks like, uh, one of the other one was just grist. Like that's really mm, the, yep. what they changed. Um, two crater hoof 
in the main as opposed to like an Ar- uh, the you, Archon guy. Yeah, it's usually one crater of one Archon or one crater of one Progen. Yeah. Um, sideboard. Uh, the rest of the deck is typical. So you got Glimpse, Green Sun, Once Upon a Time, and Natural Order. Uh, you got your Thought Seizes and, you know, the typical removal suite been, we've been seeing. Uh, since there's no Fiend Artisan, they, uh, Reed had dumped the uh, Shriek Maws and instead just has Snuff Out and Assassin's Trophy, which I think makes perfect sense. Yep. Uh, Dismember, again, when you're talking about these uh, mono-white decks, creature removal is probably worth a lot more than it is in your typical matchup and something like dismember is a lot better so like dismember is not it's fine but it's not great against something like delver where a they're attacking your life total anyway so the four life does legitimately matter Mm -hmm. and b it doesn't kill their biggest threat anyways so like you dismember a murktide you can't even like chump and then dismember it to kill it it just you know doesn't die yep so where shriek mall kills it for two straight up um, every time dismember kills almost anything in the white stompy list and um you know a myriad of other things for one mana effectively um assassin trophy again great uh ley line of the void snuff out progenitus like pretty normal stuff still got two endurance for graveyard and delver matchups yeah so great to see elves succeed especially the elves that i personally prefer that was one of the things um that like when i was kind of batting it around in my head i don't know if i really talked about it much last week but i was personally thinking that i it feels like the glimpse version of elves is probably going to be better against those white stompy decks than the, yeah, va- the fiend artisan value type of deck because those white stompy decks are trying to be fast or trying to be hyper aggressive and they're just not going to be as fast as as, as glimpse elves yeah but they're probably going to be faster than grindy uh What's fiend artisan elves, elves. Yep. yep and well and the funny thing is is elves actually for once gets to be the faster like if you think about it the initiative deck it's not a combo deck but it actually plays a lot like a combo deck where yep. it's committing a ton of resources into to, a few cards into a, get, get, getting a few broken yeah, things going. like when you start doing like chrome moxes and stuff like that to yes. accelerate your you're, you're talking about combo type stuff yeah well, typically speaking elves is almost always the slower combo deck yep. because it has a plan b well <laughs> It's not the slower combo deck versus White Stompy. Nope. <laughs> so, like, you can actually just beat them. Like, you don't have to necessarily yeah. try to outgrind well, them. It's, you're just playing a quicker deck. You're not really as worried about getting smashed with a 5-3 for a couple turns when it's like, okay, I will go to 7, and then on my turn, I will put 30 power onto the board Yeah. and attack. Correct. That was one of the things I always loved, uh, you know, back before Blue-Red Delver became, or Delver became, like, the absolute menace that it is now with, like, Murktide. I always breathe a sigh of, sigh of relief when they go turn one Delver. Yep. I'm like, oh, thank God. It's oh, just I... a three, two. Like, even if it was just because, I mean, most of the time it flips anyways. If they just played it as pay a blue, get a three, two flyer. Cool. Fine. Yeah. I mean, you're not bolting my Quarian Ranger or my Dryad Armor. I mean, we've had this exact talk and I'll gladly have it again. I am on this record saying I fucking hate Delver of Secrets and I would ban that card because it's too good. A one mana three, two with flying. And I do. Sit back and go, thank God they're just playing a Delver on turn one. Yeah. All they're going to do is lightning bolt me for the next three turns. Yeah. I can live with that. I can that. deal with that. Yep. Uh, so after we did the top two, we'll just go from top to bottom through the list. Uh, we've got, I believe this, it's listed as Esper Stoneblade, but this is a Displacer Kitten Combo this is again. Combo. Um, so we talked about it last week. It's yep. still doing very well. I'm glad that it's a deck. It's very interesting kind of like build. It's, it's cool to see Esper be playable. Esper is probably my favorite three colors. Mm-hmm. So I would say 
blues. I mean, all my colors are probably gonna have blue in them, but I probably I probably like uh, blue is my favorite mono color. I like counterspell. If I'm if I'm, if I'm only gonna get one powerful thing, I want to draw cards and cast counterspell. I think of mostly EDH when I think of that because I don't play many mono blue yeah. competitive decks. But if I'm gonna play a two color deck, I actually prefer Simic. I like I like being able to ramp into big fatties with counterspell backup. But if I'm gonna play three colors, mm, I like Esper. Yep. Ooh, I like I like you get the you get card draw and counterspell and from, good removal from from blue. You get really good removal from white and black. Who we do I like Esper yeah. and some you, with this you're talking about like baleful Strix. Oh yeah, which is I mean you're, now you're talking about removal and card advantage. Oh, baleful Strix is my drug. White oh. gets you the tutors. Yep. So so yeah, you get four baleful Strix, four Stoneforge, I mean, fairy. <laughs> yeah, and fairy. Just yeah. one of the most broken cards ever printed. Very solid. Yep. So all the removal you could, all the removal and counter spells you want. Force of will, swords to plowshares, prismatic ending, a brainstorm ponder. Of course, duh. Well, are we are we playing legacy? Right. I mean, remember, Matt. Not every deck gets to draw three cards for one mana. Well, apparently the good ones are mono white. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, well, it doesn't always hold up, I guess. But. Yep. Um, but just yeah. to bring it up because I did see somebody ask about it, uh, and I. Had brain farted last week, so the combo here is displacer kitten to fairy and a zero mana artifact. Yes. Just for anybody who is unfamiliar with the deck, it yep. allows you to return the artifact, cast it again, blink to fairy, repeat the loop, draw cards. That's the in a little more detail. Uh, remember, displacer kitten has the ability whenever you cast a non creature, you can flicker a non land permanent. To fairy has the ability to return a non land perm or it's a artifact, enchantment, or creature to your hand to its owner's hand and draw a card. So if you have a Displacer Kitten and you have a Teferi, which is, is also relevant, they can do nothing if you have a Teferi. They, yep. they can't cast things at instant <clears throat> speed. Yeah, so they when this combo's out, they can't respond to yep, it. Yep, doesn't matter what they have. The only thing they could do is um, they could Otawara something away. Yeah. Or they could besage you something. Like, there are some yeah, channel abilities, but very few. Very few. You play the Mistress Bobble, it triggers the Displacer Kitten. You get to flicker one of your permanents. You flicker your Teferi. Your Teferi has not been activated this turn now. You can minus it to draw a card, bounce the Mistress Bobble. And redo the loop. You play the Bobble. You flicker the Teferi. Your new Teferi has not been activated. You So not only are you, you're, sorry, you're drawing infinite cards. You're taking infinite game actions, but you're drawing infinite cards. Yep. And it's, it's usually relatively easy to... Uh, either win the game or put yourself in a position where you cannot lose the game. So like this game, yeah. this deck, probably because you, you, usually what you see that goes with these is a Mox Amber so that you can start uh, making mana. Yeah, you get infinite mana and then infinite mana and oh, like just... a walking ballista or something like that. So we're probably like that, not going to yeah. win the game off the hat with this, but you do have the ability to just put yourself in an insane advantage. Yeah, I mean, you get you basically build the perfect board state and the, the full grip. Hand. Yeah. yeah, and then you go, well, can you beat... Uh, Three Force of Wills with backup. Yep. And a Swords of Plowshares yeah. with my the stuff I already want already on the field. Yep. So. Basically, I mean, the way I would play this and the way it's, it's with it being a Stoneforge package is I'm going to go until I get a Stoneforge something and I can slam a Cauldra, protect it with, like you said, three Force of Wills or whatever, and yep. you'll be dead soon. You're and playing that's it. going to be almost everything you can do. Yes. So unless you can just untap and kill me, like, you know, and that'd be some like a perfect example would be an elf deck. For where sure. it's just like, well... Uh, I've got two Allosaurus Shepherds. Yep. So yeah, I'm not getting past that. You're not getting past that. And Glimpse, Natural Order, whatever. Yep. And swing in. Yeah, there are ways to beat it for sure. This isn't one of those. And that's, I'm a big proponent of the, I don't like the, because that's a combo for sure. Yeah. I don't like the combo pass. 
I don't like doing my thing in passing. That's kind of why I got into like Black Red Reanimator or Modern Reanimator. Where Modern you do kind of pass, but like only kind of. Yeah. The the advantage is already accrued, but you still got to pass, and that's yeah. you lose a lot of games because you pass. You do, and that's that to me. Again, I don't. I'm not trying to Monday morning quarterback this, but if I was going to run that deck, I would have one Mox Amber and one Walking Ballista. Yep. At least in the side. So on the matchups where you're playing against a deck that, so like most games, if you're playing against, you know, Delver or like basically any quote unquote fair deck, you can combo and pass. And just the fact that you drew, you have the perfect pick of 20 or 30 cards or whatever is going to be enough to win you the game. Yeah. There's a lot of decks that don't. So like you want to be able to, you know, load the gun and shoot it basically and win that turn. And I, I would personally want that at least in the sideboard because two cards and then you just combo off, you yeah. get your Mox Amber, you get your Walking Ballista, and It is worth mentioning, I guess, that you don't get infinite mana. No, but you get you have to draw a card. You, so, yeah. you know. Realistic. You're, effectively, you draw your deck. Yes. And so you, you every make, time you do it, you're going to get. probably make 25 to 40 mana. Right. Probably. But, you know, most games are going to have 20 or fewer life. Yeah. So you Walking Ballista them for 20, and that's going to win 99% of games. Almost no deck gains life anymore. Hmm. You see Uro once in a blue moon. Yeah. Like, uh, there was a, ca- a Crash Cade listed at Uro, but yeah, not yeah. really. Yeah. Next up, Infect. How, how long how has you, it been since we've talked about Infect? How do you Infect? just say Infect? Like, that's a thing we see in Legacy. Yep. Infect. <laughs> yep. Infect. Well, this is, this is the thing. Like, I know that a lot of people are worried about where Mono White Stompy is going to go in the future, whether it's going to you know, be bad enough that it justifies a ban. It had to be pretty bad given the ample data we have. Yeah. But it's not like Wizards makes rational decisions, so we can't even count on it not being banned, even if it never reaches yeah, you're blue not red. Wrong. So like that's something to keep in mind. But the fact of the matter is the the metagame as a whole seems better and more diverse with it around. Immediately. Immediately like it's a huge improvement. It's like yeah. somebody just flicked a light switch on and all the blue red cockroaches just went skirtling yeah away across they ran the, they ran and now there's you know in fact in the top eight yep. so um we can go ahead and talk about it we've talked about in fact before not very often though but there's not a whole lot that can change in this list no because there's only they very it, rarely print infect cards or yeah. good pump spells infect suffers like the mono red burn problem where like it's it i don't know if mono red burn will have a day in the sunshine again because it needs more good burn spells. Yep. There's already a lot of good burn spells. Like we need lightning bolt. We need lightning javelin. That was one for four damage. Like, like how do you? You can't make a better lightning bolt. And yeah. lightning bolt's not good enough anymore. Yep. There's there's the newest card is a Johnny sleeper agent. Yeah. The closest thing to a new infect card we've seen in quite a while. Yeah. So we've got uh, four mana. It's one generic, one green, one white, one hybrid green white. Because why not? Well, it's not even that simple. Oh, and it's hybrid green white Phyrexian. Yes. So you can you can just pay, pay two, four. Oh, four life. Yeah. No, 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 no. Sorry. I'm sorry. You can. You. I'm sorry. What I'm saying is you can pay four mana, and you could pay one green white, and then a hybrid, either green or white, or you can play three mana, and two life. Yeah. But if you do that, he comes in with less loyalty. Yeah. Which That's matters. Not, which is, I think, a excellent way to try and balance Phyrexian mana. Um. Phyrexian mana is one of those things. It's like on the storm scale where, hey, this is a broken mechanic we probably should never do. One of the ways they're trying to fix it, and this is, I think, a great way to try and fix it, is if you do pay Phyrexian mana, you get less. Yeah, 
Which makes sense. It's it's a great way to balance it. Where... Yeah, well, it makes it so it's, oddly enough, there's almost no cards with downsides anymore. Yeah. Um, Phyrexian, a Phyrexian blue is strictly better than blue. It is, absolutely. With the new design philosophy, it's an alternative choice, but it's not strictly better. Yep. I mean, the, I, the comparison I would draw is like, ponder for Phyrexian blue, but if you pay two life instead of a blue, you scry one, draw one. Right. Like, it's... A, a, a severe Which would still be a really, really good oh, card still be in insane. that particular example, in but the, example. the point stands. Yeah, as a comparison it's to... It's a far worse card than Ponder. If yeah. you cast it for free. Yeah, and a Johnny Sleeper Agent, in my opinion, is a far worse card if you if you cast it for three, because it comes in with four loyalty normally, otherwise it comes in with two loyalty. Yeah. Let me go ahead and read these. Looks like you're... It's pretty small. Yeah, it's pretty small on my screen if you want to read them. Yep. So, so either coming in with four or two loyalty... Uh, plus one, reveal the top card of your library. If it's a creature or a planeswalker, put it into your hand. Otherwise, you may put it on the bottom. So you may. So you get all the options here. If it's a creature or a planeswalker, you just get it. You draw a card. Otherwise, you can bend the crappy land you don't want, and you can keep the Become Immense or yeah. the Vines of Basswood you do want. Minus three, distribute three plus one plus one counters among up to three target creatures, and they gain Vigilance. That's really relevant, obviously. If you can, if you do cast this for four, or you even if you cast it for two, or for three, and then plus it, being able to just throw three plus one plus one counters on any one of your infect creatures is game changing. Vigilance, uh, not really that relevant. You're not really going to be blocking anyway, and we don't really see any uh, emperors out there. I'm sure some blue decks are, or uh, blue white decks are still running uh, the emperor, wandering mm -hmm. emperor, but not super relevant. And then minus six, in my opinion, also not super relevant, but also could happen. You get an emblem with, whenever you cast a creature or planeswalker spell, target opponent gets two poison counters. Yeah. So, so I mean, in a world where someone completely just sideboards removal on removal on removal, you do have end of game reach. Yep. Where if they are, they are literally going to do nothing except swords your creatures push your creatures, plow your creatures. You have something to build towards. But I think the biggest thing this is in here for is that minus three. Well, the minus, the plus one where you do get some card advantage. These decks have been really missing card advantage of any kind. Mm -hmm. And the ability to pump a creature plus three, plus three. Yeah. And this, I am not an infect expert at all. So take this with a huge grain of salt. This sideboard looks like it's designed to pivot into something a little grindier with Uro's. Swords to Plowshares, Prismatic Endings. Two more Ajani. Two more Ajani's. Yep. So it looks like, to me, they're accepting the fact that in the current meta, they might not be basically the biggest deck on the block. Yep. So, like, there's, you know, they get game one against a lot of dudes because yep. they are very fast. They are. But when sideboards come into play, you have to accept the game is going to be slower and start playing around removal and start yeah. generating some value and whatnot. And one way it's to kind of go a little transformational. Yeah, one, get some crazy value engines like Uro in here, and uh, Ajani's particularly good because there's not a ton of removal that gets played in Legacy that hits creatures and planeswalkers. Yeah, because there's not a ton of planeswalkers that get played. Yep. So like, basically, most prismatic people, ending. Yeah, prismatic ending is a big one, and the, he costs enough that prismatic ending is difficult. Pris prismatic ending for four. Because he does still cost four, yeah. No matter whether what. you pay the life or not. So prismatic ending for four is very difficult, yeah. And not impossible. There are plenty of four color control decks. Don't but forget, if they're pointing their removal at your Ajani, it's not your Glistener it's Elf. It's not your Glistener Elf. And Ajani gives you that reach. 
where like if all I have to do now is just if I'm not gonna make it in the red zone, if all I have to do is cast my creatures, that's a big difference. Well, and it's it's also important to note that Uro, you can keep casting. You can. He's a very resilient threat. Yep. So if he stays on the board, if you're he stays on the lose. board, great. And if you if remove you... him, I'm gonna keep casting, casting him. him. Yep. So you do have some very real reach with that Ajani if you can work up to that six, which is not gonna be the most common thing, but you know. Well, no, I mean, you bring him in when those those are the games you bring him yeah. in. You I mean, don't you got, bring you him got in, two extra. Yeah, you don't bring him in against decks that, where you're racing. Like, if it's just two Absolutely. you know, ships passing in the night or whatever. Um, Sometimes so. I forget we're recording a podcast, and I think you're just recorrect, you're just correcting me. And I want to be like, I fucking know, Matt. <laughs> nope. But I forget we're recording a <laughs> yep. show. <laughs> we're talking to the audience. <laughs> I forget sometimes. <laughs> That's how much fun I have They're hanging out with you. in the room with us right now, but they are. <laughs> they are in the room. They are yep. in the room. Actually... Because they're listening, they are in the room with us right now. Sort of. Well, maybe to me, but apparently not to you. <laughs> no, in the future, they're in the room right now. Yeah, that's true. Whoa. Anywho, <laughs> uh, next up, we've got eight cast. See if there's anything new, exciting there. Uh, one dismember in the main, uh, like we talked about. That's almost certainly there for the uh, init- the stompy decks. decks. Yep. Um, three size, two turtles. No, this looks pretty pretty stock. Pretty normal from what we've seen recently. MTG Not much... Goldfish still can't deal with Ether Spellbomb. Every single deck that has any Ether in it, so Ether Vile, Ether Spellbomb, is just listed as a not legal deck. That's hilarious to me. Anywho. It can handle that AE. Subtleties, the uh, breaking into Legacy. That's great to see. Yep. Card sees play everywhere now. Uh, but yeah, I don't really see anything revolutionary. They haven't really made any adaptations yet. Nope. I think they're. I think. I think. I think they probably have an okay matchup against it in general. They're. Well, they're, they're pretty kind he- of a very similar deck. They're very heavy to the board. They go very wide. I mean, God forbid a side gets resolved, they'll have blockers for days. Yep. Even flyers too. And flyers. Yep. Uh, we've already done elves, so it looks like we got oops all spells. Another quick one though. Yep. Oops all spells falls in that category of infect, of I mean of a uh, cascade or whatever, where it's like. There's not really much you get to play in these decks. They're very powerful decks and they're very fast, but you don't get you don't get very many flex slots. Yeah. So just looking over the list here, in case anybody doesn't doesn't know, it's functionally a Thassa's Oracle deck. It's what you're doing, yep. trying to mill yourself, and then uh, if I remember correctly, cast a Dread Return. Yes, sir. So the combination yep, there it works. Is. Dread Return with Narcomoebas as you mill yourself puts them into play. Dread Return. Thassa's you can cast Oracle. from the graveyard by sacking some creatures. Yeah. And you dread, dread return Athos's Oracle into play. Your graveyard is, or sorry, your deck's in your graveyard, and you win the game. Yep. And, and you, you got some Bridge from Berlows as a potential backup or more sack fodder because there is some stuff. So, like, if you get, uh, it's nice to get some tokens off your sacrificing for your Narcobiba because you can you do it one at a time, create a couple tokens, Cabal Therapy. Yep. Clear the way for your. Casting yeah, your dread return because you've milled all your cabal therapies. Yeah, and that's and you think about it, like that's going to happen every single time. This deck it all yes. happens every single time. If the deck is working, every card's in the graveyard. Yeah, unless you drew your bridge from below, yeah. which could happen. But yeah, you're going to be yeah, you get your narc amoebas. So this isn't like a manaless dredge where they're trying to combo off and generate a bunch of zombies. You're looking at a br- one bridge from below there for the utility from a few sacrifice yes. zombies, but not like going super wide and swinging out with haste no, or yeah. something like that. Nothing like Hogak. Yeah. So other than that, um, you got Leyline of Sanctity in the side. Again, you're talking about oh, yeah. um, anti-graveyard hate. It's just that kind of stuff. Force of Vigor, again, 
getting your other opponents' ley yep. lines, stuff like that. Force of Vigor, Foundation Breaker. Yep. Veil of Summer. I think the Xantid uh, Swarm is. A, I've always liked that card. Yep. Yeah, the, it's pretty dope. Nice when you see a zero one flying for one green. Like if you just said, "Hey, it's a zero one flying for one green," it's like, "Well, is it Birds of Paradise or what?" And yeah. it's like, it's, whenever it attacks, defending player can't cast spells this turn. So yeah, borderline better. Yeah, it uh protects your combo pretty well. Yeah, but that means silence on a stick. Yep. Repeatable silence on a stick. Absolutely. Very strong. That soups all spells, and we've got Red Painter. No, this is goblins. Sort of. Most this goblins we've ever college seen. educated goblins. Go- goblin trades. Oh, goblin tradesmen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah goblin welders, welders and goblin engineers. engineers. Yeah. No rabble masters. No, no rabble masters. No. No, no high school war dropouts. <laughs> yeah. Sorry to any high school dropouts. Listening. These goblins have degrees. Yep. <clears throat> or or some high level certification. Yeah. So you've got a welder, an engineer, and a model because he's a mirror. Or actually, I guess if he's breaking mirror, he's probably hideous. So he's a, a radio jockey. He. Yeah. Oh. Kiki Jiki has Sorry. a face for radio. Sorry. Um, do you have an, a breakout from the most recent set, which is kind of cool? Phyrexian the, uh, Dragon yeah, Engine. Yeah, the Dragon Engine. Yeah. So this card's kind of neat. Three mana That's a two, lot two. of text on the back. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's a lot. So a three mana 2-2 two, two, with double strike uh, has an unearth for three red red, which is a lot. And But when you unearth this thing, you get to discard your hand and draw three cards. Oh, cool. So you're popping that in and out with Goblin Welder and ignoring the back, I take it? Well, the back it's a merge. Well, card. it's only unearth. You, uh, this and it, so the the back of it's irrelevant. Uh, the back is no. Yeah. This is when it enters from the graveyard. So oh, the, when I you thought gob- it's only when you unearth it. Nope. It's so when you goblin welder it, you're Never getting mind. that. Yes, yeah. you do get that. So you get an as Angrath Marauders. Is that what it is? Isn't isn't that isn't that what that that uh, madness card is? It lets you do that basically. Yeah. Turn? Yep. Um, yeah, I thought. Although it was- I think that one's like a specific. Like discard three, draw three. This is discard your hand, draw uh, no, three. No, Angrith draw, discard your hand. Does it? Yes, it does. Gotcha. But uh, yes, I did miss. The, I thought it was when you unearth this. So no, when it ETBs from the graveyard. So yeah, welding it in and out, just drawing three cards a turn, essentially. Yep. Especially uh, once you've done it once. Yep. You you know you because there's only one, so you're gonna want to wait until like you don't have anything relevant yep. to discard. Then once you do, you're just discarding three, draw three. Yeah. Discarding three, draw yeah. three. Which in real, that's just that's just drawing three. Yeah, cards. you're just like, digging for your combo. Yep. Moving through your deck at light speed. Yep. So, got some new stuff there. Uh, doesn't look like there's anything new in the rest of the main. Nothing particularly side. exceptional. Yep. Yep. This look. This looks very much I mean, a fury in the side. I. Th- I don't know how often we see fury in the side of these decks. Obviously, it's just an insanely good card. It's well, and again, fury's another card that's going to really help in that white matchup. It's yeah. just a way free removal. Free removal, yep, which is what you need. And this deck usually doesn't have too hard of a time uh, going down on cards to solve a problem because it has so many sources of card advantage. And just wait, even if it's not direct card advantage, like like just drawing, but the the ability just to move things around and and get little bits of advantage here and there because of your welder and engineer. Yep. So, rounding out the top eight, we have, we will start calling it Nyadepts because there's a lot of red pips in the side. Oh, shit, look at that. (laughs) There's only one Minskin Boo in the main. But there's a lot of red in the side. I will say I was okay calling it Nayo when they started running a dedicated Minskabu. So they have a dedicated red pip with dedicated red mana. When they started calling it Naya, it was because they ran Mox Diamond and Pyroblast. Yeah. That's but no, it. this is this is for shit Naya or for shit. Yeah. For real Naya. But yeah. Uh just looking at it, it's your typical twelve crop rotation deck. Twelve rot, Matt. So that's what you call it. 
That's what it's called. Legit fuck you to white initiative anarchy. Yeah, I know. Is that uh is that Ice Age? Destroy all white permanents. Yes, that's Ice Age. Yes. Two red red. Destroy all white permanents. I love me some anarchy. That's anarchy. What else do we got? Orpor orb. But yeah, he well he finished like that. Beyond that, nothing else in the main that nope. is I'm even remotely Nothing new. New. Nope. We've seen all this before. So not a ton to say that we haven't already said about this deck. I mean, this uh, this deck's been around since we started this podcast. Yeah, so we've pretty much discussed it ad nauseum. So it's just a matter of anything uh-huh. cool. That's a card. Yep, sure is. Uh, basically, just a matter of discussing sideboard and seeing mm-hmm. if anything's pivoting for the uh, new meta with the white stompy deck. But it doesn't look like it. So to give you guys a peek into our Discord life, if you want to be a private Discord member, uh, patreon.com forward slash cantrip cartel. <laughs> Asphalt said he did a he did scryfall digging and does agree that Mirage basics are the best. I think on at like I think Urza's saga. This is totally so tangent. This is what we talked about. This is what we were talking about. I think Urza's saga on average has the best, but I don't love their planes. Oh, I love it. They look cool, but like they're totally like like something about them. I don't like Sky Islands in Magic, and that's what they are. Yeah, I, I like Sky Islands. I see what you mean. I played yeah. them in other games. Final Fantasy XI has a whole, the whole zone's called Sky, and it's Sky Islands. Yep. And it's beautiful there. I get you. But like, that's that that's a that's just a taste thing. They look great. And if I remember correctly, John Avon did the art for them. Um, and then I don't like the forests at all. I And that's one of the big things about the Urza Saga forests. In my opinion, they're just ugly. Um, but Mirage has some gorgeous lands too. We were talking about one of the patrons had asked about a favorite lands. Uh well he was putting old border was old, old border, border basics. Old border basics for yep. his legacy deck. And uh I use a lot of Urza Saga lands. I personally prefer the old border with the rules text on them. Um I'm willing to forego the rules text for individual old border lands that have like great art. Mm-hmm. Uh and then they just have the big ugly mana symbol in the middle. But most of the time. So like a good example of that would be, and they're not the oldest border, but like your Lorwyn lands where they just have great art. Like yeah. the, the whole Lorwyn block just has fantastic art, like from like top to bottom. Yeah, so I'm do. like, I'm willing to overlook the fact that it doesn't have rules text because the art's gorgeous. Yeah. I get you. Um, but yeah, I love anyway. like that Mirage Island. That is one of my favorite lands just hands down. Oh yeah. It's that's, that's pretty gorgeous. Yeah. So anyway, anywho, that's our top eight. Uh, we'll go do our better game summary let's do our breakdown here so i like said i think i i think there were seven variants whether mono white or not yeah of the uh white stompy deck i don't want to do the math uh it's <laughs> somewhere around 20 percent. <laughs> yep uh so that's our top deck in this even though it didn't top eight then the next deck would be blue red delver which is five at 15.62 percent reanimator which is four 12 and a half percent eight cast uh, with two, and then a bunch of one-ofs, including some of the other decks from the uh, other category. Now, what's awesome to me is the most played cards is getting shredded. There's still a couple in there. So you got Lotus Petal, number one, because the... So I don't think they had adopted Lotus Petal last week, but this is what I'm talking about with those initiative decks. They re... Like, in my opinion, they could almost be categorized as a combo deck. Oh, absolutely. Deck. They're running... Like Chromox and Lotus yeah. Petal now. Four of each. Right. So like they are hard on this acceleration, like just pitching cards to just do their thing. Yep. And, and that on, is on the board. 
as fast as possible every yeah. game. And I mean that you're talking about effectively a show and tell deck. Like obviously they play differently, but what you're talking about is going all in on getting uh, with with the uh, white stompy decks. It's four mana, but they're going all in on getting four mana as soon as possible. Show and tell is just doing the same thing. They're using ancient tombs and city of traders and. Hmm. You know, they're doing the same thing, but just to get to three mana for show and tell. Yep. So, like... Oddly enough, we were talking about ways to break up Kitty Combo. Touch the Spirit Realm in Mono White Initiative will do it. Yeah, because that's another channel card. It's a channel ability, yeah. Yep. Um, it flickers it until the end of turn. But that's enough. But that'll stop it this turn. Yep. And that could be all you need. Next up, we've got Force of Will down to 44% of decks. <laughs> I mean, at its peak, we were talking about, what, 67, 68, yeah. 70%? Brainstorm, Ponder, and Force of Will were between 50 and 65 every week. Yep. Brainstorm's down to 34%. Ponder <laughs> down to 34%. And then you got Chrome Mox, which, again, we're talking about these mono-white decks. Not exclusively, because other a few other decks run Chrome Mox as well. Um so actually, hey, I, I called it a seasoned dungeoneer. That's in twenty-two percent of decks. So that's that's how many stompy decks we have in this because yep. that card's not running anything but white no. stompy. Um, solitude. I mean, the rest of this is basically a that's mix funny. of Delver and uh, white stompy. But it's like twenty-two percent, twenty-two percent, twenty-two percent is dungeoneer, solitude, and white plume adventure for top yep. creatures. Then you got days in uh, the fairy. So top creatures: seasoned dungeoneer, solitude, <laughs> white plume adventure. Yep. <laughs> Fairy Macabre and DRC. Because basically you have White Stompy followed by a sideboard card followed by uh, Blue Red Delver. Yeah. Blue Red Delver, or so White or, uh, Initiative had legitimately 3% more relevance or prevalence than Blue Red Delver. Yep. Um, and then Top Spells, Lotus Petal, Force Wheel, Brainstorm, Ponder, Chromox. Same thing Sweet. as Blade Card. All right. So we're going to move over to Modern. Matt does have a date tonight with Ashley. Uh, playing some of that Final <laughs> Fantasy Eleven, And so we're going to go through Modern pretty quick this week. I'm not going to go super deep on it. Uh, we're going to cut things a little shorter. We're trying to get this episode out a little faster. Do apologize to our Discord who demanded in or in a this six order. six-hour podcast. Well, a, a pound of flesh and a six-hour episode. Those will not be happening. Neither of them will. But uh, we're going to we're gonna wrap things up a little quick this week. Um, no third topic this week, but keep an eye out for next week. We have a really good Force the Issue coming from Emperor, and it's all about gifting cards. Maybe gifting cards from Legacy to Modern, what Matt and I might think of. So we're probably going to come up with a couple each. Uh, you at home kind of think of some cards that you think might be cool to if uh, Legacy could gift some cards to Modern. And the prerequisite is, and not just completely fucking destroy it. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of the rules, but... Over here, heading to modern. Let's hop on in. Uh, did you happen to pull up first place? Nope. Give me one second. It is impossible to find good help. Hey, I looked up first place for my format. <laughs> well, you can edit the podcast for your format. We'll do. Get right on that. I don't think it's gonna make it out tonight, guys. Um, looks like uh, is it prowess one? Do I have a name? Uh, that's a uh, bombo. Bombo Lariat. Yeah. Okay, so first place, Bombo Lariat with Is It Prowess, which Aye. actually did make it into first place. So a Gigantha list, um, fi the 15 creatures you expect to see with Prowess, uh, Soul Scar Mage, Swift Spear, DRC. Love seeing Sprite Dragon get yep. some love. That card's awesome. Sprite Dragon's one of my favorite cards in a long time. Um, all the spells you expect to see, like literally either a bunch of free or one mana spells. So speaking of Phyrexian mana... And expressive iteration. <laughs> yeah, like mutagenic growth here. You know, that card's insane. Two mana for plus two, plus two. You're basically always getting at least plus three, plus three. 
that's only that's if you only have one creature because all your shit's got prowess anyway. But yeah, just a, ch- a, b- a ch- ton of cheap shit. Things like Manamorphos that are free, essentially. You have yeah, to... it's just giving you a prowess yeah. trigger. Which is, I think it's hilarious and it's very telling. This deck has a bunch of free or one mana spells except Expressive Iteration because that card advantage yep. is just too good. I, ab- well, with this deck in particular, that card's nuts because it guarantees... I mean, you pay two mana, you're going to draw probably a card that costs zero. Probably, yep. And then you get to play a card that costs zero. And get all your prowess triggers. Yeah. And to round this deck out, Underworld Breach. Yeah, so that you can which start... makes a ton of sense. Oh, absolutely. It Those explosive turns where you... Uh, it's very easy to go all out and, you know, you're done to one card. Your opponent feels relatively safe. They're at nine life. And then you Underworld Breach and you start casting all this free shit from your graveyard again. Well, think about it. That with mutagenic growth. Exactly. If you have more life than your opponent and they can't block, you yep. just win. Yeah, because it's an instant speed. Yeah. I mean, on top of even if you only have a, uh, a Mitra's Bobble, you're looking at, what, maybe two or three prowess triggers on top of you're going to be drawing two or three cards. Yep. Like, uh, that, that card's obviously insanely broken. It completely destroyed Legacy when it came out. Luckily, it's found a home in Modern. I think that card is cool. Uh, it probably shouldn't exist, if we're going to be honest with each other. But it's cool that it can find a home and not be too terribly broken in Modern. Yeah. Uh, so after that, I'm just going to go from top to bottom here. I'm not going to worry about getting the rest of this stuff in order. So next up, we do have a Crashing Footfalls list. Um, a An interesting addition to decks like this, card called Arcane Proxy. Heard of this yet, Matt? So it's from the new Urza's, it's from the new set, the new Urza's uh, Brothers War, Brothers War set. Seven mana for a four three, but it has this prototype where essentially you can you can cast a card for a cheaper cost, and it has uh, usually a lower. It's power like anti kicker, like anti kicker. Yes, yeah, so like the opposite of kicker, because every mechanic is just kicker. Um, but when Arcane Proxy enters the battlefield, if you cast it, you can exile an instant or sorcery card with mana value less than or equal to its. Uh, to its power from your graveyard, copy it and cast it without paying its cost. A great way to get extra use out of crashing footfalls. Crashing footfalls. Yep. And pay three mana, cast it from the graveyard. Pay three mana, cast it from the graveyard, and luckily it costs seven. Sealed. So it's it you'll, fits into yep. that curve perfectly. Yep. I've seen a lot of creators. And three mana is ex- exactly what you normally cast it's for. Exactly anyways. where you want this deck to be. So it allows you to reuse a crashing footfalls. Um. I've seen a lot of creators trying to abuse Arcane Proxy in reanimator decks in this Crash Cade list. I've seen it. I've seen people trying to abuse it in uh, Standard. Even this card has a lot of potential to be broken. A three mana, uh, a three mana Snapcaster Mage, essentially three mana Snapcaster, but you don't pay for it. Yeah, there's some there's some comparisons to be drawn there. So well, I mean, yeah, Snapcaster Mage. You frequently it, it was almost, almost always paired with Bolt, so it almost effectively three. costs three. And this could very easily. So if you're looking at there where Snapcaster is two and then one, this is three and then up to two. Yeah. For free. So yep. almost almost positive, but just in different ways. No flash. No, you know, some comparisons. It doesn't yeah, it's, necessarily. It's a worse perfectly. creature. Yeah. It's a slightly better at. Oh, it's. I mean, um, it's definitely. It's like it's not a trick at all, right? Yeah, it's not a trick, but it's just it's slightly better at yeah. casting the stuff. Yeah. From the game. Exactly. So that's it, a cool card to see. It's cheaper, here. not necessarily better, because you can get bigger stuff with. Uh, yes, yeah, you can get five mana worth of card for 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 three mana. Yeah. Whereas Snapcaster, that would be five mana. Yeah. Um. Uh, but other than that, nothing else in here that we don't expect to see. Uh, three Blood Moon in the main. Those numbers get played with a little bit. If actually, I don't think these decks usually run Blood Moon actually in the main. I think we see them in the side. Yeah, more he's often. got one on the side, or she Miss Trigger has one uh, on the side. But yes. 
uh, pretty standard. And we talk about these decks. They don't really have much room for flex slots. It takes a really special card to make it into those decks, like Arcane Proxy. Uh, I didn't know I didn't know Watsy was printing proxies again. <laughs> hey, but um, it's a real card. That was a real card, though, yeah. <laughs> yep. So up next in third is our Murktide Regent, Blue Red Delver, and Legacy. Or in Legacy. Blue Red Delver, Legacy. Blue Red Delver, and Modern. Uh, Ragavan, DRC, Brazen Bar, Murktide. I mean, like, literally, if you if if you were to jump back before the Ragavan ban, this was, this was the creature suite in yep. Legacy. And then just the worst spells you get in... Uh, I wonder if people, if anyone ever cut up and paste together how I say the exact same things about this deck every single week. Well, it's... It's, That's why we literally stopped talking about Blue Red Delver yep. and Legacy because it's just like it's yeah. the same list. And that's this. This is that. This is the. This is the same list. The sideboard in this one looks a little more diversified than we usually see with these. So like a subtlety of fury, uh, a Magus of the Moon. That's totally normal. But a Jace the Mind Sculptor. That's a little more on the upper end than we usually see in these sideboards. Uh, one a braid. Uh, ledger. One ledger shredder. Two hearse. Like I said, a little more diversified on the side than we're used to seeing, but nothing particularly surprising. Fourth place is a Gigantha Domain Zoo list. And so you've got Ragavan, Wild Nakadal, Nishoba, Nishoba Brawler. So, so you got uh, Territorial Kavu. So you have eight Kavus, four Scions, Wild Nakadal, and Ragavan. Uh, this is your spell suite that's interesting, at least. You do have a Dromoka's Command. Uh, so you can prevent all da- uh, you can prevent all damage. Target instant or sorcery would deal. So counter target lightning bolt. Counter lightning bolt. Target player sacks an enchantment. What's that gonna? I mean, ugh. leyline binding. Get rid of your leyline binding. Yeah, get rid of your leyline binding. Get my kavu back. Uh, put a plus one plus one counter and target creature. Obviously a very good trick. Uh, and target creature you control fights another yep. creature. So you know, which is very relevant. Very relevant. Your kavu is gonna be killing pretty much anything out there. So fighting especially once then, it's plus one plus one. Yeah, because you go in order top yes, to bottom. Yeah, if anyone, yeah, when you're resolving spells, these uh, command spells, spells, they resolve yeah. top to bottom, and so the the things at the top happen before the things at the bottom happen. Even though spells resolve all at once, which is kind of kind of counterintuitive, but also just how magic works. Yeah. Oh, well, there has to be a way it works. Yeah, there has to be an order, and th- when you when you cast Droka's command and it resolves, all the abilities don't resolve at once. They do resolve top to bottom. The uh, the just again in a little tangent. That's one of the funny things about layers is I've heard it multiple times like, oh, that seems really arbitrary. It's like the whole thing's arbitrary. All of yeah. all of layers is we have to decide yep. how this works. So we've decided yep. and here's how it works. They decided, they tried to make it consistent, and, and that's what it is. They you know, you try it's, to make it as as <laughs> I have a I so so I had a discussion in class similar to this where it's like why is it so arbitrary? What is this? And a, the guy across from us jokingly said, why is grass green? And I got into the whole thing of like, oh, it's green because of the way light reflects. He's like, no, why is that grass and why is it green? Because yeah. some fucking dude said that's grass and that's green. Yep. And like, that's what magic rules are. That's Why is layer 100%. two not layer three? Because someone sat down and made it that way. Yep. And they try to make it as internally consistent and logical yeah. as possible. So you get as few weird things yes. like... Um, Oko and Oko and Magus and Magus of the Moon stuff or like you that. Can, you can elk a Magus of the Moon, but because of layers, he still has his make lands mountains yeah. ability. But if you were to rearrange the layers, you you would you're always going to have a couple weird yep. corner cases like that. The trick is to come up with a system that a answers the question because you have to know how do these two cards interact with exactly. each other, and it has to be in writing so that it can be referenced. Yep. And you want to prevent as few unintuitive 
interactions as possible, but there's always going to be a non-zero number of them. Yep. So remember, guys, just accept that. We ha- people have played Magic before for a million dollars. The there can be no well, I don't know. There's got to be a rule for everything. And the rule is play Remand because Remand's fucking awesome. They do have a couple Remands in here, so that, that that's to their hand, right? Yeah. Yep. So counterspell back to their bounces hand. The hand bounces draw a card. You draw a card. Replace it, replaces. Yep. It's like to me, Remand is the epitome of tempo. Like yeah, just buying time. Just literally like, just no, buying time. Like no cards change hands really. Nope. Like, but just, just I'm going to use my two mana spell on your four mana spell, just to so buy that some I, time. so that my one mana creature can keep punching you in the yep. face. Yep. <laughs> Even if at the end of the game, I'll use my two. I'll use my last two mana to counter your six mana, so I can have one more turn of combat. Yep. and kill you. It's it, I love that card. Yep, it just buys a turn. Uh, Lightning bolt denial. Tribal flames. Obviously, a two mana deal five is pretty fucking strong. And of course, I mean if you're running, if you're running domain zoo. You got leyline binding. Well, I mean this deck just doesn't exist without this card. No, it does not. I mean, case in point, it didn't. Yep. And then they printed leyline binding, and then zoo like won a challenge. Just all of a sudden, hey, yeah, I mean, it makes perfect sense. Like, yep. there's, I guarantee you, there's probably 10 decks that are just waiting for the perfect card, yeah. quote unquote, that as soon as it's printed, whatever that ethereal card will be, whenever it is, yep. it just pff, springs a deck. Yeah. That deck that's hiding in the in the shadows of tier three, tier four, maybe playable. Yep. Literally one insane power move away from, and especially deck. a deck like Leyland Binding, which does have some deck building cost, but this deck has already been paying you know, forever. And then on our sideboard, nothing in here particularly interesting. Uh, two, Hidetsugu Consumes All, maybe of note, kind of interesting card. One of the more powerful uh, sagas that we did call. Definitely Miss Fable the Mirror Breaker, but I did call that Hidetsugu was probably playable in a few formats. It does do just kind of a lot of things that, it's kind of funny, Hidetsugu Consumes All does a lot of things that we've seen on other cards. We're used to these effects, whereas Fable the Mirror Breaker, we haven't really seen those abilities break out in any format yet. But you put them in, you put them all together and yeah. Well, that's the thing is like, Fable of the Mirror Breaker is a perfect example of the. It's greater than the sum of its parts. Yeah. Like when you put it all on one card, holy shit! Like these three bad cards are fantastic when they're they, all on one card. Yeah, they sure are. Because <laughs> three mana for the creature, yeah. not do enough. You, do you want a bad Kiki Jiki? No, right. Fuck no. Do you want to draw two, discard two, and a bad Kiki Jiki? Kind of. What if I also gave you a goblin that makes treasure on top of that? And it's like, yeah. Well, and even then it wasn't immediately obvious that that no, card was, was as not. strong as it was. That was so. uh, Fable the Mirror Breaker did the exact same thing that like Expressive Iteration did. Where Expressive Iteration was like, maybe it's playable. Started as one, maybe two. Well, fuck, let's try three. I guess it's a four of. Now it's like, oh, I'm running red and blue. Cool, Expressive Iteration. Yeah. What else? I think it's more like, I'm going to run red and blue for Expressive Iteration. What else can I play? <laughs> that's, what I, that's how I build a deck. Uh, but yeah, nothing else in here is kind of something, anything special. Fifth place, I shouldn't say fifth place, fifth deck. Yep. Uh, Rakdos mid-range. So this is your uh, Rakdos scam with uh, the same scam pieces we've been seeing for the last couple of weeks. Yeah, this deck hasn't changed yep, a ton. This deck kind of showed up, kind of stuck its dick in everyone's in everyone's uh, cereal. Or uh, is it, what's the phrase? Stick, 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 stick their, guys, it's late. <laughs> S- stuck its dick in their milk. People say that. This is my mom. I don't know. It might just be your mom. My mom used to tell me a story of it was a it's an old story. I don't know if she's heard it or was her friends, but it was two college kids who lived together, and one college kid always bought shit, and one college kid always stole it out of the fridge, and it culminated. The story culminates in one dude. Uh, the guy walks in. The guy with a job 
walks into the the thief's room, sticks his dick in the gallon of milk, and says, "Dude, milk's mine." <laughs> and I, t- <laughs> I have claimed it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I heard that story a couple How times. How thirsty like, would you have to be? <laughs> And so ever since, that's always been a phrase to me. He stuck his dick in the milk. <laughs> but yes, uh, Rakdos scan kind of popped up uh, probably a month or two ago. I think I just and... put water in my cereal. <laughs> Fresh out of the tap. Not even bottled water at I that know, point. I know. And that just stuck, stuck his dick in his milk. You Dude, really only have to do that once because the mine. next gallon of milk that you... Every milk you buy... Ev- now I'm aware that you're willing to put your dick in your milk. Yep. It's all and yours. you showed me once. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully that was the first time. Yeah. Oh, shit. You're like, oh, you didn't know? I've been doing that for the yeah. past six months. Ever since we moved in together, man. Huh? You like those midnight glasses yeah. of milk? That's why you never drink anything that's got that seal broken. Yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> Anywho. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah, nothing in here special or new. Uh... Yep, just abusing grief and fury. Yep, up six, we've got a Amulet Titan list. Which is again following pretty closely to what we expect. Uh, four grazer, four prime time, one cultivator, four dryad, two Asusa. So no secure, no, uh, no tribe elders in this one though. I just realized this is mono green. Nice. Yeah, it's a mono green list. Nice. I love a good mono color deck. I do too. I love a deck that. I mean, mono colors are a little strong with that because all those the way those lands work. But yeah, I do. I do also agree with that. I do like that. Um, I'm kind of surprised Amulet Titan doesn't splash into blue so it can run Growth Spiral, the objectively better card. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's probably like not, it's not expensive to splash into blue. I mean, you already have all the Simic Growth Chambers. You've got blue. Now I get why you wouldn't without having dedicated, you know, blue mana that you can actually have access to normally, blah, 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 blah. But like in a vacuum, <laughs> Explore is probably just a better, a, a worse growth, uh, growth, growth Spiral. spiral. Yep, I I imagine the difference between the two isn't enough to overcome uh, Blood Moon being slightly better against you. I guess that's true. That's pretty true. If you're dedicating that hard into that's like my first like my yeah. gut reaction. Well, I mean, is something I, so like I that. Would, so here's what I, I would fight back on that front in that uh, I don't think you should make card choices because they make you worse or better to Blood Moon. You just lose to Blood Moon unless you get your uh, unless you can get a hold of what's that what's that land that does it besides you. Yeah, but you know what well, I mean. Though, like, what I, mean, I don't, though, I don't is... think you should. When, you, when, when this, this, let's let's agree here. This deck just fucking loses the Blood Moon, cut and dry every time. And if you're in that position, you shouldn't be choosing worse cards and because of Blood Moon when you just fucking lose the Blood Moon. Well, I agree with you. The my point there though is, Ghost Spiral, like it just doesn't get you anything. So like if you're giving up any percentage points for it, like the odds that this deck needs to cast its Explorer as an instant are so rare that I wouldn't want to... I, w- I personally wouldn't we- want to weaken my matchup against anything for that particular card. Now, if you got... Now, if you got better blue shit, then sure. But I don't think that's enough. Like, I would... I personally would love nothing more than to just be like, yeah, I just play forests. As far as, like, colors go. Like, you don't have I mean, to worry yeah, about anything like when that. When you say, I just play forests, like, four... Because you've got well, I mean colors. Yes, yeah, that's what you mean. But it's like, well, we, like, are you talking? Do you mean, uh, you mean to simplify for Blood Moon, or just to simplify for just in total. general? Total, like, because you have to take you, because you can't just separate those two off because they both exist. Because yeah. now you have to and, run something that produces blue. And every single one of these lands, except for Valakut and Saga, you have to run more stuff that produces blue. Although you might not. 
Well, no, a lot of see, like a lot of these lands don't. I, I was going to say, oh, maybe maybe only one or two lands then, or like with the exception of one or two lands, we can all cast explore. But a ton of these lands don't cast explore. I mean, you're looking at like, and maybe maybe that's why I guess it's already hard. You've only got seven, eight, nine. You've only got thirteen lands. Fourteen if you count Vesuva. You've only got fourteen lands of fucking cast explore. So maybe that's why it's already. I mean, it's already kind of hard to cast. Like, oh no, I'm sorry. Fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. Yeah, 16. Literally half of your lands are able of casting explorers. Maybe that's why it's you can't you you can't make it harder well, to cast because only half your lands cast that anyway. Well, and not only that, but then it reduced. So like half of them cast it with just the forest. Now you're go you're effectively doubling that's the pips. Yeah, that's what I'm like, saying. Maybe you're right there. We're like you, there, you can't make explore harder to cast. It's already hard to cast. Yeah. So now it, they do already have this, the growth chambers in the deck. So that's you're part of the way there. Like you'd already have a tiny bit of blue in the deck but i imagine that's just what it is where it's just like you do lose some percentage points and yeah. i mean yeah, you're probably right and then, I'm, that's well, all magic is so when Although, i started this when i started this argument uh i did not realize that literally one half of the lands cast explore so yeah. i was not prepared for that so i just popped there i just looked to the left or to the right and there was a green blue uh, amulet titan list uh-huh. and all it runs is uh orvar in the side it's still the same thing so, so same the, it's just yeah, giving just, it blue because it has a blue card yeah whatever i was like okay. well let's see but anyway nothing in there particularly special guys no uh, i mean well that's how little this deck has changed is we're talking about explore versus yeah explore <laughs> growth yeah. spiral uh up next seventh deck we've got domain zoo again uh this looks pretty much the exact same there's not a lot of room for wiggle room for play in these decks because you're basically just running the best domain cards you get and that you know the kavus the dracos the tribal flames like those aren't you're not getting anything better than those uh the leyland bindings nothing in here uh looks different the sideboard looks a little different you got things like maybe a hushbringer some rest in pieces but pretty much the exact same and then wrapping it up we have another murktide regent list guys this list is pretty much the exact same i'm not gonna talk about it again all the cards you have seen, blue, right, blue, red, Delver, except Affinity got twelfth. Far more interesting than Affinity did get twelfth. Yeah, yeah, and it's actual Affinity. It You're, is actual it's, Affinity. It's eight cast um, uh, with a legit eight casts, eight yep. thought, uh, four thought cast, four thought monitors, uh, cranial planing, nettle sis. Uh, you know this looks a little bit better, Matt. But this looks like yours. Yeah, I mean, this is the. I mean, I'm sure the sideboard card is slightly different or whatever, but this yeah, is a pretty, but... pretty standard list. This looks very similar to what I have. Yeah, sleeved that's up pretty cool. In the next room, so yay. That's pretty sweet to see that come in and do well. Yep. So, uh, metagame summary. Rakdos midrange, Rakdos scam, 15.5%, five decks. Indomitable creativity, nothing in the top eight, but three decks at 9.5%. Hammer time, Mono Wolf, you listening, also three decks, 9.5%. Did you see it, Jake? Did I see what? Twiddlestorm, top 32. Oh, did it? I didn't yeah. see it. Yep, it's in ninth. Twiddlestorm. <laughs> no, I didn't even know. I... <laughs> That's, Tunnel Vision that's one of Jake's favorite decks. It is absolutely one of my favorite decks to play in modern. I, Speaking of Underworld Breach. <laughs> yes. Underworld Breach is uh, this deck. So this deck is insane. This deck is so much fun to play. This deck, is he running? Let me make sure he's running. Uh, see, he's not even running the best card. Well, maybe it wasn't the best card. No, it's the best card. Uh, what is it? What's the one? Uh, draw three, discard three at the end of turn. I know what you're talking about. Ideas but... Unbound. Yeah. This deck has let me cast the same ideas unbound four times in a turn to eventually get my opponent to concede. It was amazing. So yeah, I love I love Total Storm and Modern. It's luckily it's pretty cheap too. Like buying the deck from nothing yeah, is five hundred bucks. I own 
all the lands. So like the deck literally would cost me like 35, 40 bucks to play because it mostly what it costs is all these crappy cards from, uh, uh, what's, what's that, uh, from Kamigawa. Mm-hmm. So these, these, these crappy splice, splice, splice arcane cards, but I'll throw Anywho. this up. Hammer time, nine and a half percent. Domain Zoo, geez, Domain Zoo, Burn, Merktide Regent, Yogmoth, Affinity, all of those bringing home two. So for six percent each, and then a bunch of one ofs. Really wide field this week. Most played cards: Lightning Bolt, Ragavan, Thought Seize, Mistress Bobble, and Fury. Top creatures: Ragavan, Fury, Dothy, Grief, and Season Pyromancer. You really seeing uh, Scam really overrepresent there for sure. And then top creatures. Or sorry, top spells: Lightning Bolt, Thought Seize, Mistress Bobble, Fable of the Mirror Breaker, Expressive Iteration. Matt, we're a little longer than you wanted to be. No, oh, this think... is actually perfect. I was playing. I was hoping we'd be off by about seven thirty. And I think we're about ready to wrap this episode up. So that's gonna be the end of our modern. Uh, a little quicker this week, but so we're trying to trying to get Matt to get me to the church on time. Get Matt to church on time. So Matt, was there anything else that we didn't go over? We didn't talk about something that you'd like to run through really quick before we wrap today's episode. I up? didn't realize forging the anchor was a card. It's basically lead the stampede for artifacts. So oh, the yeah? top five cards of your library, you reveal any number of artifact cards from among them, put the revealed cards into your hand, the rest on the bottom in random order. Uh, Cause there was a second affinity deck in the, it, made, yep. it was like 30th and it was running four of those. That's cool. That sounds like Matt's going to TCG after this. They're 80 cents a piece. No, probably not. <laughs> All righty. Well, uh, once again, thank you to our patrons, both old and new. We super appreciate it. Anyone wants to join in, we would love to have you on uh, patreon.com forward slash cantrip cartel. If you want to reach out to us, we're cantrip cartel pretty much everywhere. The big one, uh, if you want to reach out to us very personally and even privately, uh, is cantrip cartel at gmail.com. Other than that, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, all of it's cantrip cartel. You should be able to find us pretty easily. We, we, we locked it down. But. Matt, that's all I've got for this week. Um, everyone, I'm sorry it's a day late. I do feel bad. Hopefully you'll forgive me, but we're out for, we'll are out. we be out for Friday. Day late and a half hour short. Day late and a half hour short. Matt, you good? I'm good. All right. And we'll see you guys next week. Yep. Have a nice night, guys. He's speechless. If I could just draw a motherfucking sack outlet, you'd be fucked. <laughs> Concede? Yeah. Welcome, step on in to the Cantrip Cartel. Chicken Matt chatting meta games or slinging some spells, casting ales, sipping on blue soup and parting some veils. Glimpse of nature once upon a time, they're telling the tale of the elvish visionaries on the wildwood prairies where the brainstorms of Sophia, some so scary, so legendary. Queer and rangers crowns the sylvan libraries for when the greens and zenith would parry the clouds and turn their swords into plows. Let them rotate the crops, abundant growth in the ground. Nourish the life from the loam until it flourished unbound. Seeds of innocence burnished all the birch lorian mounds. Gaia's cradle exhaled, carpet of flowers unwound. Birds of paradise sang, tropical islands of sound Allosaurus, shepherd danced on dinosaurs stopping grounds Jake and Matt pondered deeply all this magic they found Through their visions, thou and serum, they saw only for how To convey these magic stories aloud to the crowds, the masses Make the voices heard, share the truth, the magic Through ancestral visions, they felt compelled To draw every single card with the cantrip cartel Draw cards with the cantrip cartel Strong cards with the cantrip cartel.